Welcome to Catholic Messenger Conversations podcast. I am Barb Arlen Fye, your host. My guests are Trevor and Jesse Pullinger. Trevor is director of the Diocesan Faith Formation Office and catechesis coordinator. He and Jesse are parents of six children. Are they like ages 14 months to 13 years? Yes. Yep. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ah, Our conversation focuses on celebrating the liturgical seasons of Advent and Christmas and the home traditions and formation that enrich these special times in our faith journey. I didn't mean to sigh. I'm just just amazed (laughs) how you managed to keep everybody, keep track of everybody. (laughs) It amazes ourselves, actually. (laughs) Yeah, and you do it so well, and you have your kids engaged in so many wonderful things and family activities, and I've just always been impressed by that. Well, we try. <laughs> okay. Well, so, okay, so let's talk about Advent. I mean, yeah. and we talked last year, but I want to see what, what you're doing now. What with As your kids are getting a little bit older, what Advent traditions are you nurturing in your family? Yeah, so um, thanks for having us, firstly. And then secondly, um, I firstly, before we even talk about any of the Advent stuff, I want to affirm all the parents that are out there listening because – um, if you're listening to this and thinking, goodness, there are things I need to work on. Um, let me tell you, uh, we've arrived here by lots of failure and trial and error and all kinds of stuff. So I'll share uh, some of that too. Okay? Yeah, for sure. I sure want to know about that. Yeah. And also, you know, we're still working things out and especially as our children get older. Um, so if you're asking the question, how can I be a better parent? Um, or I wish I was a better parent. You're a good parent. You're asking the right things. So don't worry. Uh, you're good where you're at. And also, finally, as a spoiler alert, there's a potential that we may talk about a certain jolly old elf uh, with a bowl full of jelly or something like that. Uh, so if you have small ears around, it might be a good idea to put headphones on or listen later. Ah, good. So, but um, <clears throat> Advent, Jesse, did you want to share anything about Advent? Advent is such a great season of learning to wait (laughs) for the kids. Waiting is hard for children. Yes. I mean, I think this is the first year that they were counting down the days until St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. And St. Nick was coming last night and... Yeah. And St. Nick... Happy St. Nicholas Day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he came last night and... And filled their shoes. Filled their shoes with chocolates and Oh, I wish I would have treats. been at your house. I want yeah. my shoes filled with chocolate. <laughs> so that's always fun. St. Nicholas Day, they get a healthy breakfast of chocolate. Yes, oh, we rely on that very much. And Christmas tree cakes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, Good old-fashioned Little Debbie's. No wonder they were yeah. wearing Christmas. <laughs> Not exactly yeah. the most traditional food, but I think that they yeah. really enjoyed it, and that's the point. So. And do you teach them about St. Nicholas then? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have... Uh, we have a book that we go through um, that that's really fun uh, for them, and uh, yeah, and we talk about Saint Nicholas and the joy of giving, really, because that's what it's about. Yes, yeah, that was that's really cool. So um, traditions-wise, we also do our Advent wreath that we kind of um, usually we make it uh, together. Um, this year we kind of. Uh, we're kind of caught off guard by Advent a little bit, so... <laughs> yeah, it snuck up on, on us a little bit. But um, we got our Advent wreath together, and we had it blessed. Um, and then um, 
usually we'll have like a prayer service asking for God's blessing. Um, and uh, we'll do evening prayer together, you know, for the first Sunday of Advent. Um, so the, the children really get uh, involved with both of those things because they like to read. And, oh, that's good. Uh, so they read some of the prayers then? Yeah. Yeah, they do right. some of the readings and the intentions, and we kind of split it up. And then sometimes others have jobs. Like, so you do a liturgy of the hours, evening prayer? Yeah. Yeah, right. but we kind of sometimes we do it like cathedral style, which is a fancy way of saying that um, – we might do one of the three songs. I got it. Okay, and yeah. And then like a reading, and then we might, you know, go right to intentions after that. So it's okay. kind of cheating, but... But the and, the and the psalms and the canticles are so... I love yeah. them for Advent. They're just so cool. Yeah. Okay. And children need to know the language of poetry. I mean, yeah. and, and really scripture, of course, right? Yeah. But um, it's just such a beautiful thing for them. And sometimes you even get a kid screaming in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Oh, that happens yeah. occasionally. Okay. Yep. So we just kind of power through it and meet meet the kids where they are and just kind of read the room with and, them. And and sometimes they have a little car that they're driving like across or like. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Like you know, there's all kinds of things happening. <laughs> yeah. And and do they like to do intentions? I would imagine they probably. Oh yes, and it's always we pray for mommy. I, I'm usually their favorite one to pray for. Popular. My yeah. gosh, yeah. that's great. So oh, yeah. awesome. I appreciate all the prayers from them. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, mother. yeah, it's about time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do the liturgical seasons shape your family's prayer life? So w- what's different then as far as the prayers? Yeah. So you usually pray, don't you, anyway? I yeah, mean, during the yeah, for sure. Year. So the thing that that's uh, that's uh, a good help uh, with that is the um, the liturgy of the hours itself. So that's morning and evening prayer. Yeah. Um, but usually, because of the way that our lives are kind of busy, especially in the mornings, get everyone yeah. out the door. Yeah. Uh, we usually focus on evening prayer, especially okay. on Saturdays. Uh, we make a real intentional, or Sundays rather. Uh, we make a real intentional. Um, uh, effort at that, but um, well, what do you do during the week then? I mean, like, yeah. so evening prayer, but do you do anything in the morning at all? Do you have yeah. time to do anything? Yeah, we'll do we'll do like a, a either um, you know uh, a short prayer that we put together. You know, so what so. does that look like? Do you get everyone around yeah. the breakfast table, or do you are they like everyone getting dressed and or a you great know what place is when everybody's already trapped, which is a vehicle. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, no. okay. Uh, it's a good it's a good intentional space where um, you kind of have a chance um, where everyone can kind of take a breath. And, okay, um, it's a way to create kind of in a way in, in their mind what what the experience of their day at school is going to be like okay and okay. um so really it's just a lot of um you know inspired prayer which jesse has really helped me understand um yeah so I'm, inspired prayer that just comes from your heart kind yeah of just kind of more conversational with god, god saying hey god let's have a better day than what we had this morning getting ready or, <laughs> or you know, bless the food that we're eating in the car on the way to school because we didn't have a sit-down breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. uh, we also have a third grader at St. Paul's who is memorizing prayers. So she always tries to, like, say it until she can't say it anymore, like a Hail Mary or right. an Our Father. So just simple prayers, prayers that they use. Yeah. Every day, and they're they're learning in school. So this is where like memorization, like um, this is one of my passion subjects. But um, 
the thing that uh, sometimes we have like memorized prayers that we're supposed to quote unquote work on. Um, uh, we really focus as a family on uh, making sure that we do it as an intentional prayer and not just like oh yeah memorized yes. thing. So yeah, we build that into our you know everyday kind of moments of reflecting, but. Um, we also celebrate like, you know, the nativity of Mary. We have like a birthday party. Oh, that's for great. Mary, um, which is September 8th. And then of course we talked about St. Nicholas day. Um, um, but Lent is another time where we have, you know, special things where, you know, like we wash feet. Oh, that's um, great. As a family. And I bet they love that. We make our own stations of the cross and, and other things like that. And, um. And then we'll talk a little bit later too, but uh, uh, we do like twelve days of Christmas giving. Oh, good. So, we got to talk about that. Yeah. But so I want uh, So I got a couple other questions I want to get through. What are what about your prayer life as a couple and as individuals? Do you make? T- are you able to make time for that? Yeah, uh. <laughs> that is something that we're constantly working on, especially mm-hmm. since Trevor's going through the deacon formation right now. Yeah, that it's just so hard by the time the kids get to bed and we did family prayer to come together and and just pray and sometimes it's just us being silent with each other and yeah and you know our prayer how we pray is very differently trevor is very with a book yes in front um in front of mary and i'm more like like i said conversational with god i kind of have that conversation and and that's just kind of how yeah. we've taught each other different ways to pray throughout the years. And so sometimes it's just, hey, let's just get together and pray with um, what went well today and what uh-huh. didn't go well or what some things that frustrated that we can do better for tomorrow. So it's been yeah. that kind of fun yeah, stuff. Jesse's definitely more Franciscan, <laughs> and I'm definitely more like Benedictine or something, pray and work. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, and we have the blessing to have um, like a side porch, what, oh, like a sunroom. Well, yeah, it's a sunroom. Yeah. So we've converted that into a little chapel area so the kids can go and sit if if they need to to talk with Jesus. Because we've kind of went away from the you're in time out, sit on the steps yeah. to, hey, you seem a little frustrated. Sounds like you need to talk to God. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So that's great. They can go and, you know calm down and think be in a space where it's prayerful and surrounded by so do you have like statues in there and things so we have a mary statue um joseph and then uh we've put like our wedding picture up and um we have three kids that have had the sacrament of the eucharist and so their pictures are up so it's it's really cool and baptism candles are in there and that's great so it's Mm kind of it's really fun space to be in oh that's cool that's great so is that where you pray in the evening then when mm-hmm. you do your yeah. prayer yeah. Mm-hmm. as a family? Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And when we do our family prayer too, it's one of those things where we try to use candles. Um, sometimes on the special days we try to use incense, you know, so all the smells, sights, and participation that we can enact for them and make it really experiential. Is oh, that's important. great. And a lot of holy water. A lot of holy water. A lot of holy water. <laughs> yes, we just blessed the Christmas tree two nights ago. Yeah. And they were bickering about who gets to put the holy water 
and sprinkle it. So everyone got to do it three times on the Christmas tree. Oh, no wonder. So that tree is probably drooping at this point. Yes, it's very well watered. And what a a catechetical lesson for the generosity of God. So first they were fighting over like, oh, there's a scarcity. Like only certain people can do the holy water. And the answer is no. Like Everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. And we're going to soak Oh, that's great. So it's not perfect, right? Kids are not, they're not necessarily always compliant, right? No, but that's, that's the hidden lesson. That's what you discover yeah. with them. It's kind of like play. I was, just, I was just writing about that. I wrote a column about that, about the idea that I want my prayer to be perfect. I mean, in a way, I mean, because yeah. I want to honor God and I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to screw up or get distracted yeah. or any of that kind of right. thing. And it's like, and when I'm praying with family, oh my gosh, sometimes our, yeah. our little prayer activities are, you're like, oh, this didn't go exactly as I'd hoped. We didn't follow <laughs> yeah. the, we didn't follow the the the, the prayer guide exactly the way it was probably intended to be followed, but yeah. I thought, you know what, maybe God understands that. Right? Oh, just, oh, absolutely. Definitely, I don't think He calls anybody to be perfect, just vulnerable to right. His love. So, yeah. <laughs> and, right, and you learn some great lessons yeah. that way, don't you? Learn oh, absolutely. Lessons you didn't think you were going to sure. learn. Um, what Advent scriptures are most meaningful to you and your family? Oh, this one's my favorite question. Yeah. Trevor said he had to go research some Advent <laughs> <laughs> readings, and I said, what? Uh, my, mine is definitely, I don't have it memorized, Luke one thirty nine when uh, Mary visits Elizabeth. So we oh, have an Elizabeth, yeah. and that's why she was named Elizabeth, because she was always moving in my womb. And anybody who has had the blessing to be pregnant and know what, the, what yeah. that personal feeling inside of you and feeling your baby move is just amazing and I could like just to hear Mary's voice and to have your child respond that way you knew that there was a connection that you would never understand oh that's great well and even that that sense of expectation and waiting um is is all that's everything that advent is yeah um, in a lot of ways and um yeah, and it, call, and it encapsulates all of that. And it's funny because we were we had a diocesan youth ministry leaders gathering, and uh, we kind of talked about all the things that were kind of um, uh, you know disappointing. Like there was a great build up towards you know you were getting very expectant towards and and hoping for something like an amazing experience. Then you got there and it was like oh well this isn't quite what I built it up to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, you know, that's the journey of Advent. Like, you yeah. know, there's a lot of buildup, and then we realize, oh, wait, uh, God comes as a baby. Yeah. And um, and it's just a wonderful mystery to reflect on. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I, You know, my favorite, it's not even for Advent, just always is the Magnificat. I just love oh, that yeah. prayer, Luke. I just have always Absolutely. loved that. I, I'm not sure why. And maybe it's because I... Went through the deacon class with the oh, deacons, okay. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I loved that prayer. I wasn't right. really that familiar with it until until we did that. So that was yeah. cool. That's a favorite of mine. How do you decorate for the liturgical seasons, I, and particularly Advent and Christmas? Yeah, so um, a lot of it is uh, signs and symbols. You know, the, the tree is is a symbol uh, in a lot of ways. So um, and, and we and, allow the tree to be bare. Until yeah. after St. Nicholas comes. Oh, good. Right. Um, so then we start, you know, putting the lights on and then the ornaments. Slowly, yeah. yeah. 
and and so like it's it's not just like all at once it's like you know the expectation kind of slowly builds and um you know builds on itself do they help oh yeah decorate the tree then or do they get to pick out like hey you get to put these decorations on yeah i think they all have their own little ornaments that they like and you know we kind of as a mom had to let go of the perfect tree yeah in my mind and and just kind of each year we get new things to put on the tree um as far as crafts and you know okay sometimes We go and there's Fruit Loops hanging from the tree. I mean, <laughs> someone put them there. Someone put, you know, and then <laughs> ornaments You're get like, knocked where did those down. Come from? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, so do, I, I imagine they're making a lot of crafts at oh, school, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best way is just to allow children to be creative. Yeah. Um, okay. We give them the season and and we go through what it's about and they will create all kinds of decorations and that's kind of the wow. way that we move and oh. countdowns we have a lot of yeah. countdown decorations the mm-hmm. you know the chains that they they break each one off and there's a little oh. prayer on it oh, or that's, oh that's that cool yeah. yeah so did you create that chain at the beginning of advent or? um the they did it at the school, which oh, we're very cool. thankful that they're surrounded by Catholicism at the school that supports, oh, you know, those traditions and stuff. So, do you do an Advent calendar at all? Oh, remember, yeah. the, yes. remember the chocolate Advent yes, calendars? Yes, we do. You do, have, do you have that? Yes, I and saw. we we bought them this year um, on a fundraiser for oh, a baseball great. team or basketball team, which was great. Um, and little Eden, our five-year-old, ate all of her chocolate. Before December. Right away. Before <laughs> Advent even began. Oh, so that's so funny. Like I said, waiting is hard. Advent's hard. Th- there's, <laughs> a, there's a meme out there that says, um, um, I check, uh, there are 24 days in Advent, <laughs> and my Advent calendar only has three chocolates. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. so so what she, does Eden do now then? <laughs> we, so luckily she had a birthday, uh-huh. the 25th of November, and... Her sister bought her a new advent calendar. Oh, that is so, so sweet. So, I mean, it was a much cheaper advent calendar, <laughs> but that was kind of her, you know. The generosity she, of God prevails. Yeah, I mean, she was very upset for a whole evening that she wasn't going to get chocolate. Yeah. And she wasn't going to get to do it. And, you know, the blame game, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. But I mean, you just it had was a worth the experience of talking them through it, and yeah. Yeah. for them to uncover kind of the mystery that was there, which is, oh, it's Advent, and I need to learn how to wait. Yeah, and now uh, now she's the first one, Mom. Right after school, can we make sure that we get one candy tonight? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> we can make sure we get one chocolate. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, and then, how do you? Do you make your own decorations, or if so, what do you make, or do you, is it? Decoration-wise, I think we just, years past, been collective. Yeah. Okay. Of, art that they make and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Or, or little items or nativity sets and stuff like that. Um, well, that's more of I, Christmas, but yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what we have on the mantle right now. Some, A lot of it's crafts from school. Like okay. I said, we're very blessed to have them at a Catholic school that um, I think... They did a Christmas little tree one year. Um, we have the nativity set up. Like we, okay. I just inherited a, a huge one. Oh, Not neat. huge, but a, a pretty decent-sized one. And they love um, when we set it up. 
the wise men go way over far over here uh-huh. and yeah they travel yeah Do they travel yep, i they wondered travel. about that the house yeah, yeah so and they they travel actually it seems like a really long time like it seems like almost worse than elf on a shelf or whatever because they uh, <laughs> yeah they're traveling all the way to the second of january <laughs> wow yeah. yeah that's the epiphany so so do they like where do they travel the bathroom the kitchen yeah. sometimes I mean, they they camp for a while <laughs> yeah so they're just kind of oh yeah the wise men they haven't moved recently <laughs> yeah so slowly but surely they make their way to the like, manger are they still awake yeah. we better go find those wise men <laughs> yeah and they wow. love they know exactly as soon as we pull out the nativity set that Jesus gets put in the prayer room and you can't yeah. you can't see him until Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh, so they have been catching on now that they're getting older like yeah. oh, that's great. This is how we do things and Jesus you can't put Jesus there. He's not here yet. So That's great. Yeah, play is so important for that. And our daughter this year, our 12-year-old, she got her she used her own money to get a Christmas tree in her room. Just a small little one, and she uh-huh. decorated it, and and she um, got an old nativity scene from like Goodwill or something. And oh, that's so. So, cool. so she's decorating her own space with oh, that's you know neat. the symbols and and oh, stuff. Oh, that from. is so. Uh, that's wonderful. Um, so, how do you get everyone involved based on the children's ages? I mean, because you got that little one who's like fourteen months, and what yeah. about you know? So, how do you? You've got an age range there. Well, a lot of it that helps is that I use the shorter book of blessings, um, which, yes, there are um, a lot of parts for priests and deacons, but um, there's actually portions of it that are set aside um, for each blessing in each category um, that lay people can use. Mm-hmm. Um, and the slight difference is that you ask for God's blessing instead of actually doing like yeah. the blessing, so to speak. Um, so anyway... Uh, the cool thing is there's a whole listing of all kinds of uh, times and places that you can do a prayer service, and it's all uh-huh. put together for you. You don't have to do everything that's there, but it's a bunch of options where you don't have to create it yourself. Right, yeah. And the cool thing is um, the older ones are excited to read yeah. or participate in some way like that, which then makes the younger ones want to do something. Yeah. And um, a lot of times, uh, sometimes it's as simple as, well, you get to hold the holy water bottle. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> or, good. hey, we're going to light an extra candle and you get to hold it. And, you know, oh, that's great. it's important so that's that you hold this candle while we do the Yeah, you like know, how do you get service. a 14-month-old? Well, <laughs> she just kind of she just she kind of runs yeah. around. And, and, and for her, kind of the unfolding of the experience experience is just oh you know this is a change of brothers and sisters yeah and there's something going on here you know what is what is this thing that's going on and allowing her to kind of experience the fullness of what we're doing oh that's great so sometimes she's into it sometimes it seems like she's you know she just wants to sit on someone's lap (laughs) and eat candy yeah okay yeah and then she's taking it right Yes, we just kind of get through it when we need to push through. Okay. We do not let her hold the candle. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that would be dangerous, wouldn't (laughs) it? Um, What stories do you read or share during Advent? Yeah, so actually all times of the year we use this book, which is very fancy. I've seen that book. I think I have yeah. a copy of it. So it's Stories of the Saints by um, Carrie Wallace, and it's beautifully nice illustrated. illustrated. Yeah. And um, at any rate, uh, so we are pretty good at, at um, 
you know, going through the various saints. And then kind of... Do you do that like every night or something like that? um, You know, we try our best Uh to read every night. But, you know, um, so, you know, we do do our best as parents. And um, the main thing is, is we do at least one saint a week. um, Oh, okay. uh, Is what I would say as far as how good we are with it. But... um, a lot of times, the stories in their own lives connect to the season that they're in. Yes. And um, by and large, uh, the children are always very invested and interested in the lives of the saints. Oh, that's so great. It helps them to kind of process. Because there are a lot of saints' days coming yeah. up, aren't oh, there? Yeah. 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 And, of course, we're getting better at uh, St. Ambrose, which is on the 7th. Oh, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Our Lady. really yeah. relate, relate to that now, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've got the yeah. diocesan yeah, university right yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. So do you let them read the stories, or do they, you read um, the stories to them? A lot of times I'll read it, and then we'll kind of talk about, you know, what they heard or what um, struck them about the saint. I mean, how much do you have to set aside? Do you figure out how much time you can set aside? With uh, the this kids? is usually a bedtime thing. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. even so if it's not, five minutes, sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it seems like we're reading for hours. Yeah. Oh, okay, so okay. it just depends. So it just depends on, on the night. Yeah, a lot of it's about like connection. Um, okay, you know, mm-hmm. ensuring that like the first catechetical lesson is really that they're loved, we're there for yeah. them. Um, yeah, you know, we're present, and then the second piece of it is while they're being loved, there's also this beautiful faith that they can yeah. grab onto, um, and they're mm-hmm. eager for. Um, so connecting both, you know, the warmth of the home and the faith is really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we have volleyball with the yeah. older kids, or they have Schedules youth group. Uh-huh. So sometimes it's just the kids with Trevor or the kids with me. Oh, okay. So it's okay. You know, it's just kind of a variety. A variety of. Okay, so it's things. not even necessarily that all six of them are there right. at the same time or anything. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Okay, yeah. so you just do. It's mostly probably on the weekend that you've got the whole. It just depends. Yeah, Sunday is where we really put that our family. Time. Yeah, our family's okay. a unit. Let's do this as a unit. Okay. Um, where during the week, you know, we just kind of let it be. Okay. We don't schedule a time where oh, okay. or anything okay. like that. It's just if there were. But you always have like be... prayer before bed. Time? We do oh, yeah. prayer yeah. before yeah. bed, but yeah, yeah. going deep within stories or anything like okay. that. Sometimes it's for the real not every night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and even so, the sacred time for us is is more of like the dinner table and okay. mm-hmm. and thorns and um, uh, thorns and roses and stuff like that. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then, um, what role does music play in your celebration? Well, all of us are concert uh, vocalists. Oh, no. Like the Jackson 5, only we're, you know, 8 or something. So, um, no, uh, (laughs) realistically, uh, you know, um, in the back of um, the Liturgy Hours book is basically a a little hymnal. The hymnals, yeah. And so we use that for the songs that we know. Um, So right now we're singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, and so yeah. we fit that into the little prayer services that we do in the shorter book of blessings. Oh, okay. So we'll do the little prayer service, uh, and then after the little prayer service is done, we'll sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, you know? Okay. And so it's not super overdone. Uh, right. We don't do a thousand verses. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of verses to that yeah, song. Yeah, there is. So. 
<laughs> we just do enough so that yeah. you know we've gone we've given glory to God with our hearts and our song, and that's what matters. And we have a flutist in the house. Flautist. Oh wow! Flautist. Yeah, she likes to bring her flute out and and play. Oh. We also have a trumpet player, but. He's not as inclined to do so. Okay. <laughs> In front of everyone, at least. Yes. Yeah. No. So. But it's funny because, uh, yeah, we talk about how that gives glory to God. And um, sometimes we're like, I roll, Dad. Sure. Oh, that's so funny. You just yeah. want me to practice more. <laughs> now, we already sort of discussed um, when you begin displaying your crush. So you get it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so do you have all, uh, is like everybody traveling uh, as far as the other characters, like uh, the shepherds and the. Um, so actually, so we have the, the one that comes out first really is kind of the children's one. And um, honestly, it's just kind of there for play. Oh, okay. Uh, in a lot of okay. ways. Um, other than really the, the wise men are kind of traveling. We would okay. make others travel, but um, I'm afraid whether we would be able to find them find again. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traveling can be a danger. <laughs> it is a dangerous. Sometimes when it's time to put up, it's like, where's that donkey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we find it I like I hate two that when later. that happens. Yeah. Joseph, it's what happened to Joseph? Joseph? Yeah. Hanging out with he's, the Barbies. He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a really important character. Yeah. We do need to discuss Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how sure. does how does Santa figure into your Christmas celebration? Yeah. So um, I mean, we move from Advent obviously oh, yeah. to Christmas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. But Advent Advent ends right on Advent is Christmas Eve is still yeah. the fourth Sunday of yeah of Advent, Advent right? Or no, so, fourth Sunday. Oh yeah, whatever. So um, we've had the talk. Well, with yeah. some of the older kids, the two older kids. And I love um, the letters from Father uh, Christmas by uh, J.R.R. Tolkien because um, you can find it as, well, you can find it as a book, but it, to me it distills and exemplifies like the greatest virtues of a father just trying to kind of love his children through kind of the, the signs and symbols of what, what Christmas kind of is. And um, so basically what I'm trying to say is like we aim to the highest virtues as far as what that who, – who Father Christmas is or Santa yeah. Claus yeah. and St. Nicholas. We don't worry about necessarily as many of the distinctions um, because to us uh, the most important piece is really like – um, you know, who this is uh, or in the virtues of, of gift giving itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so once, as Jesse was saying, once the children are of age, um, I take them out or we take them out to uh, coffee and have a conversation about St. Nicholas and the beauty of giving gifts. And really we just focus on how St. Nicholas's own generosity and commitment to recognizing the Christ child uh, made him one of the greatest gift givers that inspires generations of gift givers. That's um, great. And so, and since they are old enough and uh, they're tra- tra- kind of transitioning from a gift receiver to being a giver themselves, um, they become kind of like the apostles. And uh, they have to experience the receiving of good things from Jesus so they could go to minister. And so they get to minister to their older or their younger siblings. Oh, that's great. Um, and so that's kind of how we navigate uh, some of that and kind of connecting it with our faith. So, so how do you, last question, I'm going to make it quick, but how do you handle gift giving for Christmas then? How yeah. does that oh, work? Jesse? So we kind of made a rule when the kids, when our first set of kids were, uh, um, were younger that we didn't want it 
to be Santa brings these most extravagant gifts, you know. So as our kids got older, you know, we limited it to you get three things from Santa, just like Jesus got three gifts, Um, two things that they need and one thing that they want. Okay. Um, So that's really calmed down Christmas because you can imagine what our Christmas tree looks like when everybody wants to buy their sibling something. (laughs) (laughs) That's eight gifts times eight plus Santa plus us, you know. So it's just so much stuff. And I think um, last year we decided, you know, instead of having this overwhelming Christmas morning of trash and just chaos, um, that we do the 12 days after Christmas. And so we started this tradition in our family last year. So a new tradition after 14 years of marriage developed. That I will take each of the kids to Dollar Tree, uh-huh. and um, they get to roam the store and pick out a gift for each person in the family, and they take that day. So on the first day of Christmas, it could be Emma's uh-huh. day, uh-huh. and she gives everybody a gift, but she doesn't receive one. Oh, yeah. so. Um, and then, you know, we have to fill in a couple gaps because there's eight of us. Yeah. Um, so we focus more on, you know— what it is to give. What it is to give. And, you know, we do pizza nights or movie nights in there. And and, and so that really. Party throughout yeah. the Christmas season. Oh, I think that's wonderful to do that, like that 12 days of Christmas yeah. afterwards. And that's something you developed last year. Yeah. 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 And the seeds of it were there, but it's one of those things um, as your family grows and as, as you your children get older. You know, there's different things that you can take on and um, and traditions that you can grow into. So oh, it's not like it has to be fixed. You know, oh, we didn't do yeah. this before. It means we can't start it now. No, start something new. Try it. And that's something our kids asked this year. Can we do that again? That was so fun that they got to go shopping. And the gifts, yeah. you, you know, you think the Dollar Tree, you know, some, t- some of them just pick candy out for each other. Um, some, I don't Eleanor was really intentional on um, what gifts she she gave. I think Elizabeth got Trevor a it's it says I love you a latte and it was like a little latte oh, magnet. <laughs> and you know, you ask, Well, like why coffee. yeah, why did you why did you pick this for dad? So it's more intentional gift giving. And she said, Well, I love dad and he loves coffee. Oh, so it was course. kind of like Watching them kind of shop for each other, yeah, like it really gets them to know each other too, oh, and the goodness of God, because yeah. um, okay. that's that's the best way to um, spread uh, the love of Jesus is by knowing how to be a good gift giver. Because you have to get yeah. to know people, yeah, yeah. And as they get older, it's nothing extravagant. Yeah. They don't expect yeah. presents you know, new gaming systems from their brother or sister, yeah. you know, because we have. We have kids that range from 13 to 14 months. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, by the time, you know, Winnie's 13, we're going to have a t- over 23-year-old, you know. or yeah. <laughs> So it's like, yeah. you know, and will we still do the 12 days of Christmas? I, yeah. You know, I don't know what that will look like. But it, every year you, you have the opportunity to grow traditions with your family. That's great. Yeah. And that's the... 
the final word. So I, yeah. this is a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Well, thanks for having come us. Come back. Oh, oh absolutely. We'll have you do lunch or something. Who knows? There you go. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay. That'd be fun. Thank you. Another Catholic Messenger conversation has been a wonderful experience. We look forward to next time. Thank you.